Hey guys, it's Altador for the third episode of my podcast all about my streamer struggles and childhood stories. Um, this episode, just to give a highlight, I'm probably going to talk a lot about stream sniping and uh, a couple other things I found out throughout my job. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, hi, yeah, and uh, yeah, I should get started. It's always kind of weird starting these type of things. I just don't know if there's, so there's a cue, like what, what should I do? and all that so yeah i hope you're all having a good day uh, uh i guess i'll start right off with the the notes on stream sniping so throughout this week um my last couple of streams i actually encountered some stream snipers in a game called last oasis and um it honestly i've encountered stream sniping for for those of you who don't know stream sniping is pretty much you see a streamer and you you try and find them or with the information you get through the stream you try and get close to them in a video game to try and either mess with them or not mess with them just to get close to them um, try and do something funny on stream get noticed there's uh, lots of famous examples like uh, what the heck you know from shroud stream the banana banana man or banana boy um, from that famous shroud clip but that's stream sniping and there and i know this is prevalent in a lot of video games um and uh and yeah um it's very very common uh, there's so much stream sniping going on in every single game and it's pretty trash but uh i just wanted to talk about a few points so the main thing that's really itching me or bugging me is that some people think that streamers should expect this, right? Hmm. Well, look, you'll see my point the more I speak. So people expect streamers to just be like, yeah, I mean, you're broadcasting, I'm broadcasting, you know, what am I gonna do? I, I signed up for getting stream sniped. And that's, it's obviously inevitable. There's always going to be somebody who is being a jerk, who's going to stream snipe you because they want to ruin your day or whatever. But the point that I don't like and what really bugs me is when people try and justify their stream sniping um, with that point. Um, they're like, hey, <laughs> you signed up for it. You're going to get stream sniped. And they're using that point to justify them stream sniping when it is um i'd say like pretty much cheating you know it's pretty much cheating so like uh really the point i want to drive home is that it it really pisses me off the the attitude so many people have when it comes to streamers getting stream sniped and it's like hey you signed up for it right that shit pisses me off and it's like hey you know it's your streamer you asked for it uh that's a, so goddamn annoying. But um, I wanted to justify why it is cheating really quickly. Um, it's kind of obvious, to be honest, why it's cheating. It's like you're using a outside source to get an advantage in a game, right? Like, uh, I mean, I can't get too loose with the definition, but you're just looking at someone's exact location, what they're doing, what they're saying all the time through a means that isn't through the game, 
you know it's it's like you you go invisible in somebody's discord or you just hop into their like, discord channel group and then you're invisible and you could see somebody live streaming like it it's something that it's not intended like i didn't start streaming for you to get an advantage on me over in a video game um so i really do believe it is cheating i don't i don't really see if you believe it isn't um any good points that you can really make uh, you could be like, well, I'm not altering the game. It's like, well, I mean, you're just cheating because you're gaining advantage over me. You're cheating by stream sniping me. Like, I can't compete with somebody who literally knows where I am all the time. Anyways, uh, these aren't even the strongest points I want to drive home with the with the whole conversation. Another Another, like, big thing that I think is actually really important to consider if you are a stream sniper or if you have an attitude that is more lax towards stream sniping in your communities would be how we content creators actually really drive new players to the games that you like so people who are stream sniping me in last oasis don't understand that i am really passionate about the game and them stream sniping me makes me a lot less passionate and might make me not make as much content for the game. I may not make a video that'll introduce the game to a couple of people and maybe get some long-term players into this video game. And like nobody really sees this, right? But I am a resource of advertisement even even if I am very small, like I have the potential to do a lot, to bring in a lot of players, to show what is interesting, to make content that's creative and awesome, to keep things fresh in a video game that I'm passionate about. And every time I get stream sniped, I'll give you an example. In Arcage, it was the tipping point. I got stream sniped for the first time in Arcage which is an MMO sandbox MMO. And some people just came and they bullied me over and over again. I was making content of ganking people in the open world. And then two people just knew my location all the time. And they just ganged up on me. I was a pirate in that game. You know, I was already at an advantage in numbers. I didn't have a whole faction that was behind my back or anything. And that was a big tipping point. Uh, that was like a catalyst for another event. I was on... In the video game my own factions territory and stream snipers knew my exact location when i was coming into the harbor to trade in fish for money and they killed me i ended up getting my fish but just the fact that they followed me for the next hour and a half just to harass me was just enough to know to realize like fuck like this isn't a video game this isn't like something i want to experience in this game like this is this isn't like what the game is supposed to be is what i meant and it really bugged me like it really fucking bugged me it's like i can't play this fucking game like anyone else and i was like what the fuck i just want to play video games just like you would if you're sitting in your house playing i just want to show people the awesome shit i do and 
Arc Age is a really good example. It's a fucking dead game. Nobody, and I swear nobody made good content for it either. Like, all the content is guides. There's nothing creative. There's nothing funny. You can try and look up YouTube videos about it. And there are no creative, funny content creators making content for that game. And I swear, a big proponent, a big proponent obviously is because people, one, people aren't creative enough and there's not enough content. But you are driving away those people who are already at the tipping point realizing that the game is not worth their time to to put in their creative thoughts and energy. You are the you are the catalyst that stops me from trying to keep a game alive. Last Oasis is dwindling in numbers. Every server I go to is spacious, but I still really like the game. I like the ideas behind it. But who knows? Maybe if I pass six hours trying to evade stream snipers the entire time and I can't make any good content, I might just quit. And I might not get any new people into your precious video game that you like. So if you do have people in your community who are actively stream sniping, if you are a guild that's stream sniping another guild, I highly recommend that you just play the game. It's a, it's a fucking video game. I highly recommend you ban those people. I already got a lol in chat. Just ban those people. It's not worth it. Um, respect some people who are going to bring players to your guild, to your game. You know, you're just going to kill your fucking player base a little bit every time. You know, the people who make content for your game are probably the people who make or bring in the most uh, humans into the video game. So uh, I think that's all the points I had to do about stream sniping. Um, it's just really dumb and it bothers me. And I try with all my heart, with all my power to not get stream sniped and not get bothered by it. But it's definitely a big um, emotional killer. And it's hard for me to get pumped about anything in the game when I'm trying to <laughs> evade everybody. Hiding my screen all the time. Can't show anybody any of my content. You know, the in-betweens. So, I'm going to move on to the next point. I hope I had a nice... I made some a good points. I hope I, I made your brain expand a little bit. Um... Oh, yeah, there was another point about how I was pissed. I'm pissed about cheaters. I bet everyone's pissed about cheaters in video games. But in Animal Crossing, people are duplicating items. And I was just like, I just wanted to talk about how that's fucking bullshit, man. Like, I think in Animal Crossing and in a lot of games that like MMOs, the economy is something that's really fun to play with. And when you have like a duplication bug where you can duplicate money like it just fucking makes everything so not fun like you know the amount of money introduced to the game just makes everything worthless and just all the things are just trash and where, where's the fun in trading like a, a gold rose you know, in Animal Crossing, if somebody duplicated a hundred of them and started trading them for like 30 cents or whatever, you know, really cheap in the game. Or, you know, like 
trading a lot of things like uh, star fragments, iron ingots, gold ingots. They're just duplicating these items that had value. They had like they were worth like a ticket in the game, and it's like I was getting really, really inspired by how fun it would be to in in any video game to do trading. And in that game, I wanted to do some trading, but then I'm like, oh man, people are duping. I'm not duping. I can't like all the bells I saved up are going to be worth nothing. I won't be able to buy a lot of tickets to do some mystery hunting, trading or whatever. And it's all bullshit, man. It's all because cheaters exist. Um, all right, well, Pinky, Pinky has a point. Uh, he, okay, this is a podcast. I should, I don't know if I should take a chat. I should, I should. He says, I don't consider that cheating in Animal Crossing, in my opinion. It's a game mechanic that is part of the game. So, um, I don't see a kappa. But, uh, I don't consider duplicating items, uh, a part of the game especially by means of manipulating like save states in the game uh i don't think you can really change my mind on that pinky <laughs> I, I don't even know if you really uh heard my point but yeah i don't think it's part of a part of the game at all um there's a vision of how things should be that is kind of obvious and duplicating items isn't really part of the game if you want to say like in a competitive manner it's like if you know if, if it's there it's usable like i'm gonna get ahead of everybody um yeah that's i guess that's cool like you use it to try and like stay competitive and all that you say it means it's the dev's fault yeah it's their fault they fucked up but people still shouldn't abuse it like that's a fun part of the game like playing the game the way it's supposed to be played because if you cheat then everything else loses value and you'll get bored like if you were real five head big brain you'd like you'd realize that time skipping in a game like animal crossing is just cheating you know cheating the vision of the game and how it's supposed to be played you know but that doesn't matter so much since you still have to grind, you still have to put in the hours. Housekeeping is not too big of a deal. Duplicating items, though. It's like having 100 gold ingots in, like, not even three minutes. Come on. Like, that's fucking dumb as hell. So, yeah, cheat cheaters are fucking ass wipes. I hope nothing happens to any of my other favorite games when it comes down to it, like MMOs. Yeah, Animal Crossing is not competitive. It's just I'm pissed about how... My money is now worthless because of cheaters. <clears throat> so, uh, my next point that I wanted to bring is um, taking vacation time as a streamer. It's kind of rough. So, personally, I'm taking some vacationing time this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to visit my parents. I haven't seen them in a while. <clears throat> and that's completely fine. I, I really think there's no problem with that or anything. Um, inherently in like my heart. Like I should take time to take care of myself and have relationships outside of my job and all that. But what bothers me is like I feel like 
with the with the progress I've shown or the amount of work I put in, I feel like I don't deserve a vacation. I feel like I should work more. And uh, this upcoming time that I'm going to spend away from the from all my goals. It feels like it's not even going to help my mental health either. Yeah. What 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 was I even thinking? Yeah, that's it. I just feel like I don't deserve a fucking break and I should work for the next 3 years straight without any like obviously I will always take healthy breaks, but like taking a vacation cuz I can it'll just impact my my gains, my growth a lot in my field in my area. I leave for a week and I and I only stream two days of the week. The couple of people who are looking at my channel and who are interested are going to forget about me. And that's really rough to think about because I do put my heart and soul every day trying to thinking about things for the stream because I don't want to fail. I want to succeed. And it just feels like this vacation is going to really fucking kill me but like i said at the start mental health is really important and i think vacations are good for me you know like they're they're good for anyone who's working hard and this one's long overdue uh the coronavirus pandemic has stopped me from traveling stopped me from going out to to miami is where my family's at for a while so it is really long overdue it's just i i just felt like i was starting to get into the groove of things these past couple of weeks trying you know starting to grow even though it's slow like even though it's tiny i could feel it i could feel myself getting better and this vacation is just so awkward because it feels like it'll go away but i'll follow all the advice that i heard from roman you know he he brought up how he took two weeks off of stream and he made a joke but he almost went bankrupt from it he lost like a, so much money so much subs and it took him like four months to recover because he took two weeks off for his honeymoon you know his marriage he doesn't regret it obviously i wouldn't regret that shit like that shit's me that's my life that's people who are important to me that I that I want to show are important to me. So if I were in his shoes, of course I'd do what he did, and he also says he'd do it again because he had he has to. Like he he knows it's the right thing. He knows it shows you what he wants to do. But yeah, um, this vacation time is really awkward, and I feel like it's really rough in this field taking breaks in this in this streaming content creation thing even on youtube like people people just stop watching if you're not consistent all right i'm gonna move on to another point i like talking about this shit and this music's actually really helping my vibe <laughs> bro i heard an old person say vibe and i could not stop laughing bro like somebody who's old as hell 
using youngling language was hilarious. I don't know why. It's like... It's like he, they're getting with the times. The old dog learning new tricks. And for some reason, the way he said vibe just like... Hit me hard. It was so funny, man. I can't even share this because like a joke's not the same unless you're present. Oh, you know, I wrote that today. I... I know... Okay, I know you're gonna know, but I hate when people ask me to do a joke again. So today I went to work uh, dressed in a costume. I dressed up as Gumby, a big green guy, and he wears a horse. He, he rides a horse. Um, it was like my Halloween costume when I was 16. And I just wanted to scare one of my coworkers that is a, a lovely person. And uh, yeah, the other people were late. And they didn't get to see the the joke or the costume or they didn't get the laughs and he's and he's like hey put it on put it on i'm like nah like the essence of the joke i feel like there's an art behind comedy right and it just doesn't make sense to me especially in like this live setting real life like, the whole joke was the surprise. Part of the joke and the quality was the surprise of me being like, I'm a Gumby boy. Like, and I came out. One of my coworkers looked at me like, I don't know, she looked super concerned. She looked like I was going to rob her or some shit. Um, it was it was definitely whack. I cut the joke at that point. Like, I, I just said, hey, it's Rodney. Like, don't worry, it's Rodney. But just that. People asking me, do the joke again. It's like, say it again, say it again. I feel like the de there's diminishing returns. If I say it again, it's not going to be as funny. And maybe the next time I want to pull it out under the right settings, it's not going to be as funny because you told me to say it again that one time. And there's, you know, like, I bet you know, you guys know about this. Like, people do ask, like, say it again, say it again. It's dumb. And I thought about today about how stand-up comedians literally do that every time. And they kind of got it down to an art. Like, you know how they do tours? And they go to place to place. Touring, essentially. Um, doing the same skit, same jokes, just in a different location. And where is the exp oops, sorry, where's the expression in that you may ask young people? I feel like the expression is maybe the way they micro change the jokes, you know, and that's what makes it not the same as my scenario where somebody just asked me, say it again or do the joke again, because they improve every time they do maybe slight iterate or straight alterations of their tone um maybe they'll react to the crowd in a certain way and it's cool like stand-up comedians are pretty fucking cool for doing that shit i i don't know how i could do the same jokes over and over again at the same place like it don't, it's almost like acting if you ask me like stand-up comedians are have like a lot of skill points invested into their acting ability because they can do it again and then just do slight changes and maybe improve on a joke as they go you know read the read the audience 
try and focus on one thing of the joke more. Yeah, comedy's an art, and I, and I've always been interested in like that learning of comedy because I really like making people laugh. But maybe a couple months ago, when I thought, hmm, maybe I should read some books about comedy, maybe I should watching start watching some comedy skits to try and get understand what's funny. I like realized that I hate I hated trying to learn that, like it felt like a chore, and it didn't feel like fun anymore you know <laughs> like you know there's some things that i just think are fun to do and just trying to like it just seems so robotic to be like time to look for what is funny let me look what is funny on google and learn like um you know i'm not some robot comedy is very emotional thing and it's like i don't think there's really a, a definite recipe for success that doesn't involve like emotion there are there are some things like you could you could talk about how um the jerry seinfeld show and i might get a lot of hate for this but i actually really didn't like that show uh seinfeld is what i'm talking about it it was um i'm just gonna say his trash i watched like 20 episodes 25 episodes first season and I kept telling myself, hmm, you know, it's the first season. Maybe it's not so bad, you know? <laughs> and I kept watching, kept watching, and yeah, nothing was funny. But I did see the way they were trying to make comedy happen, and it was like kind of a loop around. And I've seen this a lot with stand-up comedians. They, they did a loop. So they referenced something at the beginning of their show, and they try and loop around to it. Uh, later on in future jokes and future moments scenarios and there's a pop to the idea there's a pop to the joke when you realize oh haha you know they said it at before i'll give you an example um uh, louis ck he did a stand-up i watched it a couple years ago and it, i realized it with seinfeld um, he s did a whole little bit about the word cunt and how fucking ugly the word cunt is and another word I can't remember but let's just focus on cunt he's like cunt is such an ugly word like ugh, you know and he made people laugh he kept talking about it and later in his stand-up comedy act he was talking about a person that was being rude or annoying or whatever and he was like, this fucking cunt, you know, like the loop around. Like he called him a cunt after talking about how cunt is such an ugly word. And and that that's the example. Like, it was funny because it's like, yeah, he just looped it all around. He just talked about the word cunt, yada, yada, yada. And you might think it's a very specific scenario, but in Seinfeld, and this might not be that good of an example, there's just one thing that made me laugh so much I still remember it. It's about i forget the characters names but they were talking about returning fruit um returning fruit to your supermarket like you don't like the fruit you go and return it and that was funny on its own but later in the show seinfeld buys fruit and he's like yeah the cantaloupe's not too good it's like and he tastes it and he's like 
you gotta go return this 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 cantaloupe's gotta be taken out of circulation and it was funny it might be boomer humor i don't know but it was the loop around that really made things connect and pop that made me laugh a lot and that you know that's just a an example of maybe there is a science to comedy but i much rather learn that stuff organically than look up maybe how to be funny on google i rather make that connection myself by looking at stand-up comedians and kind of seeing the things they do that are in common <clears throat> yeah that's my points for that and one more thing the Seinfeld show that was on Netflix that was number three recently. Didn't like it. The Seinfeld stand-up comedy. Jerry Seinfeld stand-up comedy. I just really don't see how he's funny. Uh, I watched the first five minutes, though. So, or ten minutes. I'm just probably a dumbass. Um, or maybe it's boomer humor. <laughs> I said it again. It's just such a fun thing to say. Nothing against boomers, by the way. They're just humans, I'm just saying some things that are funnier to other people that are not like that episode of hank hill or king of the hill where bobby doesn't understand why a joke is funny it's like and the joke was something like you can call me rick you can call me you can't call me rick or rick slick dick dick whatever sorry <laughs> some dumb joke about how you can't call me all these names or john or something and then he doesn't get it because for, uh, until the end or something i don't know it's just, there's just a humor that some people understand or maybe some people can relate to maybe scenarios that they've seen before that just makes things pop for them and their own brain cells but yeah seinfeld sucks uh moving on let me just read some notes another point i could make i don't know mental health Oh, yeah, mental health. Uh, I maybe probably should have talked about this when I talked about vacation. Um, I'll even bring up some points I recently learned on the Broman podcast. The use of psychedelics. Um, and, you know, weed, shrooms is really what I'm talking about. Um, I've had... I've had people talk to me about psychedelics. This is a really weird topic, like very, very weird. I don't even want to talk about it too much, but the use of psychedelics to kind of help you push through the shit in life um, might not actually be a bad idea. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to talk more about that. I'm not even talking about me wanting to use psychedelics or smoke weed every day. Or anything I just kind of wanted to mention that idea maybe I'll talk about it another time but um, I just wanted to say I feel blessed I feel like so many people have a lot of problems with their mental health and a lot of shit they have to work through and I feel like maybe I worked through that shit early you know, through the, like, through people that I listen to and through anime. <laughs> yeah, you know, dumb shit. I, I learned a lot from my parents and their bad attitudes, really. They served as a 
example of what not to do. And, you know, of course they imparted some good wisdom. Maybe passively through their actions. But, I don't know. I just feel like with um, with streaming, I feel like mental health is a really big deal. And I feel like I got it good. I really do. Like having, I feel like having no viewers for so long should have fucked me up more because <laughs> I care a lot and I have like a lot riding on yes or no success or not and nah like all the tips I've gotten all the wisdom I'm actually listening to it and I'm really mature about everything like having no viewers and when people talk shit about it I'm like that's all right you know you know people in video games are like ah, we're your only six viewers because that was stream snipers recently i'm like i was happy as fuck that they were doing that because they would introduce new people to my channel because i'd be higher in directory but i don't know when i started to talk about this i kind of didn't really have any good points i don't know it just doesn't seem doesn't seem like something i need to talk about any longer i just feel blessed papa bless papa john pizza have it your way all right let me see another point um let's talk about shit i don't really have any more good points <laughs> i talked about a lot of stuff like we're already on the 33 minute mark um i didn't i already went into this i think last episode but i'm having a lot of anxiety trying to join in to new communities i didn't go into that in depth i don't think i've talked about it but i think the recipe for success is to make friends you know and in broad strokes that would probably mean integrate yourself into communities and be, be yourself make friends like organically don't try and be like hey follow my discord be my friend yo you know just vibe with people do stuff and i get a lot of anxiety doing this shit it could partly be be because it's part of that recipe for success it might be because i feel like maybe my intentions aren't hundred percent what is the word true i guess like we'll give you ashes of ashes of creation or last oasis um ashes of creation there's a pretty big community i'd even say bigger than last oasis even though the game's out and i find it really hard to try and go out into even disc the discord's general chat talk about the game talk to these people because it's like they are a clique. And what I mean by a clique is like already a tightly formed community. And I am trying to breach in there and I'm a streamer. Like it's not just because, it's because I want people to know me. I want, I do want to be their friends, but ultimately it's because I'm a streamer. Like I want people to know me. I want people to see my content. I want to make people laugh. 
I want to make your day better. But it's just really hard for me to get into that without me thinking it's inorganic. And it's and that anxiety is really stopping me from from growing. Like cuz I should be now that Alpha 1's coming up I like really want to make friends and I want to have big groups. I want to make guilds and it's just a shitty attitude uh to have I really got to like kind of work through that <laughs> some mental health problem that anxiety that it gives me and the the really big driving point is I feel like I don't really have anything to contribute to ashes um I don't really like like what calls to me is not making guides it's not like that like I want to make you laugh uh I'll make a guide if I think it's like like, like, I really think it's going to help you out a lot and make your gaming experience a lot better. But the only Ashes of Creation video I've ever made was just a one minute long funny video. It was just a joke about how the cosmetics in the shop looked a lot like that Disney movie with the, with the, um, the Caribbean looking people, the Caribbean like looking people. And, you know, it got a lot of positive like likes and views and that's the type of content I want to make but I don't have my hands on anything in ashes like I can't play the game and try and do something funny I can't so I feel like I have in my soul nothing that I can put out that comes from my from my heart from my passion and that is a big driver of why I haven't integrated myself into the community in terms of content creation. Like, I could make guides. I could do rants pretty much about the game and talk about my feelings like some people do. But they already do that. And I don't feel like it's necessary. It's not, it's not something I want to put out there on my channel. I don't want to have a million videos about Ashes of Creation and why this change sucked. I don't. I just want to make you laugh. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But um, that's a big hurdle for me. That is actually a big struggle. And if I don't pull my pants together, it's not even the right saying. Um, it might be too late, you know. I might have missed a lot of the initial growth I needed, so that's a big struggle for me as a, a streamer, a content creator, is trying to read the community. The Reddit is a shit show. A lot of people are very negative on there. Haven't been able to really see what people like or dislike. It's usually memes about it, about the game. Memes about Steven, the creator of that video game, uh, directed, creative director of that video game. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's too funny to think about that shit. So many memes, man. So many sandal memes. You know, sneak peeks get upvoted. People just want to get their hands on the game is really what it is. I hope um, when Alpha comes out, I can feed that need. That want for people to look at the game. I hope I could show people everything I like about it. At least the ideas they talk about. Hopefully I do like it. Hopefully they do pull through with all the ideas that they talk about but yeah <clears throat> all right um 
the biggest struggles for the week were probably the streamer the stream sniping it really stressed me out and um that anxiety i really did try and talk to some people on discord just talking to general chat and I try and make people laugh there but i just couldn't <clears throat> i thought about just focusing on last oasis since i can make some funny content on there oh my god right, it's not a time to talk about uh <laughs> the youtube comments of one of my videos so let's move on to the childhood stories arc <laughs> arc dude <laughs> fucking weeb haha <laughs> no but yeah the childhood stories arc or stories and yeah yeah this is just gonna be a chill time now i'm just gonna try and tell you stories that i thought were that are that are relevant to my life and maybe learn a couple things i just think they're pretty funny most of the time but uh starting off with the i don't know how not to get excited about this i like talking about my childhood especially this mo this moment at this time but the uh we covered the f kindergarten and like first and second grade last podcast episode this is so weird guys all right well the third grade is really what i'm talking about i have memories from there that were pretty goddamn positive and it honestly memories that make me jealous like i wish i was like who i was in in third grade i wish i really was like that that type of rodney but I had a lot of friends in third grade, and I don't even know why. Uh, I just uh, talked a lot. Um, was really friendly. I was just a nice guy. And I, yeah, it just happened. I don't know how the fuck I had so many friends. But I, I very much enjoyed that. And I wish I was like that now. I just wish I was just a positive, vibing guy. Um, who just made friends on the fly, like, no prob. <clears throat> Too bad so many... I don't know, outside factors kind of go into that. Nowadays, like, third grade, I feel like maybe things are innocent enough to just make friends. And now it's just harder. People are busy. But I'll give you an example. So I have I had Spanish class in third grade, and I, this is a really nice memory for me, but um, uh, I was pretty much called on by the teacher. She stacked, like, 20 chairs or... 10 chairs plastic chairs on top of each other and called it a throne and she's like let's bring out a king and a queen to sit on the throne and then we'll talk about that person who sits on the throne and it was whack i don't know what the point was but i guess it was to try and like learn about your fellow classmates but me and another girl got pulled up um, I'm only going to talk about myself, but we were the only two who got pulled up to the chair because class ended. And I got pulled up to this chair. And fortunately, it was a good experience. But I was very shy about it. I didn't want to go up, pretty much. I, you know, I was afraid of the crowd. But the teacher comes up and he's like, ah, okay, so what can we learn about Rodney? And she says, well... He's clearly shy. And then everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, eh. A little, a little shit, just like nervous as fuck. But then he's like, all right, how many people are Rodney's friends? And then, like, everybody raises their hand. Except for the one girl that I did not like. We were enemies. 
and that shit was fucking awesome. Like, I felt amazing. So many people raising their hands. And it didn't even make my ego flare or anything when I was young. It was just like, holy shit, like, people like me? You know, like, I'm just being myself. And it was a real good feeling. It was a real good feeling. Uh, something relevant is like one time I was just going to a teacher. Uh, you know, we were sent by another teacher to deliver a message. Like we were carrier pigeons out on the streets of the elementary school. And I entered the class. Dude, this is obviously the work of one guy. But I did have a lot of friends in there. But I entered the class and then one guy started clapping. This is, this is definitely, this got to my ego, but then everybody followed suit. Everybody started clapping and people were just clapping just because I got in there and I felt like a fucking badass. And then the teacher's like, hey, how are you? Like, how can I help you, Rodney? And he was smiling and I felt like a gangster. I felt like anime Rod. If I were to like put my 21 year old brain and describe the situation. I felt like the best scenario could have happened. Like I was like gangster with the glasses, like smoke weed every day. And uh, yeah, I just delivered the message, whatever the fuck that was. I don't know. That's like, I don't know. I feel like that's a lesson. Just be yourself. Be yourself and fuck the people who don't like you because they don't matter. I think that girl didn't raise her hands. I have a good story about her. <laughs> um, not even a good story. It's kind of a shitty one. Like a, a shit feels bad man story. Um, I'll talk about it. Might as well. It's pretty relevant. Uh, there was this girl. I don't know why, but we just didn't like each other. And um, we had this beef all the time. I don't know why, but... One day we were watching some stupid movie on one of those old ass VCR TVs that they had hanging in the corner of your class. And I wrote her a note that said, you're ugly and fat. How, how much of a dumbass could I be, first of all? Because she started crying. And she gave the note to the teacher. And it's like, that was evidence of what I had done and then people could show what I wrote and shit like I was a dumb kid but <laughs> yeah I in retrospect I'm a fucking asshole but I'm a third grader so cut me some slack like I shouldn't even I shouldn't hate anyone I shouldn't dislike anyone that much uh, now that I'm older but back then I did and god damn was that a shitty experience um, I never talked to her after that day but uh I got in trouble and we went to the office and her dad came and then told somebody told him while I was there in the room what I had done. And I thought that dad was going to beat my ass right there. I thought he was going to fucking just beat me down to the ground like the, the asshole I am. And then he did. And I died. End of story. Yeah, I die right now. I don't exist. Nah, but, uh, you know, I was kind of trouble. My mom picked me up, lied to her about what happened. Because, you know, doesn't speak English very well. 
so things can just be kind of <laughs> manipulated. And I, you know, I'm, I'm dumb for lying and shit, but whatever. Poor girl, poor girl. I, I feel like I contributed to whatever like bullying she may have been experiencing. I feel like I was the catalyst for her to like cry and break down. You know the the trigger. I was only a fucking kid. She was a kid. Who gives a fuck, right? I hope she didn't get scarred for life. Um. Anyways, uh, I'll move on to the uh, the IRL D&D that I did as a child. I didn't even realize this was D&D, to be honest. Like, Dungeons and Dragons is what I'm talking about. And I'm talking about real in real life Dungeons and Dragons. So it was me. Was his name Eric? I think his name was Eric, something with an E. And then um, a tiny Asian guy, uh, some an Asian guy who, I don't remember his name. He's just an Asian guy. And we played the, the Eric guy, the guy who has the name with the E. He made up a whole world um, on the spot. And we imagined monsters and we had like, powers we had companions like our spirit animal pretty much mine was an eagle and the the asian guy was a snake and we he made up challenges about the world around us like if we had to run the mile lap he's like hey there's a monster behind us you gotta run it was a really big creative imaginative experience that was dope as hell like i was amazed like and i was so invested in the story i shit you not i'm not embarrassed i was embarrassed at the time but like he killed off my eagle you know my spirit animal and i should i fucking cried bro i cried i was sad my eagle died how are you not gonna be sad when your spirit animal dies i would not pick a uh that animal as my spirit animal anymore by the way i pick a goddamn phoenix but that's not even a real life animal but I, I straight up, and when I was crying and he noticed, he knew probably that I didn't. But I said some dumb shit like, I'm allergic to the sun. <laughs> I'm allergic to the sun and I'm crying because of the sun. I'm like, no, no, I'm not crying because of you. It's the sun, bro. I'm, I'm allergic to it. I can't be in it too long. And he's like, oh. And he said, oh, man, I didn't know that you liked eagles so much. Something like that. We played all sorts of weird things like we'd pay when we were um, playing dodgeball. We made up monsters to fight, you know, adventures on every corner, going to the library to get on computers, every little thing like that kid was very creative. And I wish I could meet him again. I really do talk to him about it because we he promised me that by 2012 or 2013, Whenever he was in high school, he promised me that his, I told him like, you got to get your story, your thing into a video game and then put it in GameStop. And he was like, yeah, bro, I will, you know? And I told him like, you know, I'm leaving the school soon, but promise me that you'll get it out when you're in high school. It'll be in GameStop by the time you're in high school and it's like can you tell me and he's like yeah 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 and i'm like what's the name gonna be and then 
he told me some animal name, some weird ass animal name that I can't even describe. I don't even remember. But yeah, what a silly thing. What a bunch of dreamers. What a dreamer he was. Hmm. Amazing kid. That guy with the name with the E. Other guy, like, other Asian guy was really good at math. I remember his story, like, I was tr I was always really competitive with um, learning. I'd be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this fucking packet really fast uh, in the third grade. I know I did this shit in the second, but I cheated back then. And it was like a math packet. And I think the teacher actually started checking, obviously, the packets later on. But this kid beat me by a little bit. He was really good at math. I was trying to beat him in math. And then the teacher's like, how'd you do it so fast? And it's like, oh, I uh, I started the worksheet backwards. Like from the end to the front. <laughs> what a dumbass kid, bro. <laughs> Yo, kids are so dumb. And I'm like, holy shit, I gotta try that shit. <laughs> I'm stupid as fuck as well, of course. Kids are just, you know, kids are kids. That's funny, man. It's really funny. He's like, it starts from the last question to the first question. That's my secret teacher. That's how I got done before everyone else. Uh, same class, I pulled a joke on the teacher. There was this kid whose favorite word was data. He's like, data is my favorite word. It's so cool. And I'm like, my favorite word is donkey. I don't know. I don't know what I said. But um, we swapped jackets one day. I'm not giving much emotion to this, but it's just, I'm, I'm tired, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> we pretty much uh, got out of class together. We were like bathroom buddies. I don't know why they had bathroom buddies, but we got out of class and we swapped jackets, went back in and we put on our hoodies, sat in two corners of the room and we waited for the teacher to tell one of us to take off the hoodie. And he's like, Ronnie. It was the other guy. Data, take off your jacket. And he's like, and then he took it off. I'm like, my name's not Rodney. Oh, yeah. He said, Rodney, take off your jacket because he was wearing my jacket. And the teacher thought that it was me. He was like, Rodney, take off your jacket. And he went, ha. And then she was like, ah, you got me, bruh. You got me. You get an A. You get a sticker. <laughs> I'm kidding. Look at me touching my eyes. I washed my hands before this, so I'm good. Oh, that was too good. Uh, same class. Or no, though, this is fourth grade or early fourth grade. I wrote a shitty story about a dog chasing me into my house. And... It was shit, and but but the reward for having a good essay was a Jolly Rancher, bro. Oh my god, bro! I wanted that Jolly Rancher so much at the start. But when I was reading my essay out loud or my story, I was like, before I start this, I just really want to say that I really want the Jolly Rancher. And the teacher was laughing. She was like, "All right, kid. All right." And. And I said my shitty story with as much emotion as I could. It was bad, bro. I don't even think it deserved a Jolly Rancher.
But, you know, she pepped it up. She's like, ah, great stories. And, you know, here you go. And I picked the cherry Jolly Rancher, obviously, because cherry's the best flavor out of every candy you can get. Oh, man, that was too good, man. On the same stories, she was a really good English teacher. But the same stories, she was talking about the zingers. I think she called it zingers. And how you should start your essay with, like, a pop and then end it with a pop you know like a like a like a good phrase you could start it with or something to end it well too but she talked to she gave an example and she's like she was talking shit about this little girl's paper she's like i was reading this paper and you know no zinger boring all the content boring then like i was getting to the end i'm like oh you know maybe it's a good she literally sounded like this. She was doing the same thing. She was like, oh, I'm bored, you know, reading this. And then and she's like, she got to the end, and and, the, and it was this essay about McDonald's. And then she was like, oh, but then I got to the end. And, his, and you know, her ending was, ba-dum-bum-bum-bum, I'm loving it. That was her ending. She was talking about how she liked McDonald's in the essay. But there was no like catchphrase at the start or thing or whatever. She's like, that's what I like. And I don't even think that's creative. I don't even think that's creative. You just ripped off copyright. Copyright straight up. You're going to jail for McDonald's in your essay. Giddy up, kid, because you're going on a horse straight to the jail cell. Because you copyrighted. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that kid. I did also want to say that. When I was in the younger days, at the end of my essays, I'd write, yeah, that's it. I'd write, like, that's it. I'd finish all my points, and I'd be like, and that's it. <laughs> that's pretty funny, right? Imagine. I'm so fucking woke, right, as a kid. Be like, eh, I'm done. At the end of your essay, I'm done. It's over. No more. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start wrapping up the stories. I do want to say, um, I'm going to start wrapping up the podcast too. I do want to say that I am taking a three-day vacation. I, I'm always off on Sundays. I'm taking like a two-day vacation from content creation and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to hate it just because my impact, my growth, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm not going to have trouble enjoying it either. And that's a really good thing. Um, if you got any questions, if you're watching in chat, if you're listening to me right now, I'll wait a minute you'd like to ask me anything about myself i am here and open i do want to thank pinky for joining me he wrote a little he wrote to me a little bit about the cheating point i was making earlier on the podcast i see his point you know animal crossing isn't really competitive people don't really care as much you just build your island i don't think he knows though that like like, tickets are really valuable because people want their villagers and all that. And trading is fun. 
that's okay. Okay, well, I didn't wait a minute, but I know if nothing's been wrote so far, then there's not really anyone watching, so that's okay. Um, if you're watching the live stream and you're just lurking, you don't want to ask a question, I really appreciate you. And I hope you stay hydrated today and the day next and the rest of your life. I hope your hands never hurt. And I hope you never get blood clots and die from sitting in a chair too long. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate your time. You might be at work, you might be driving, but thanks for listening. I, I hope this is listened to by somebody who likes me in the future and just wants to know about my origins and my journey. But that's all. Um, I got another hour, more like 54 minutes before I have to start heading back to my job. Um, my part-time job. So I'm going to get on that grind, <laughs> that, that struggle grind. And yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Keep striving. All right. Peace.